This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Oh, man, dramatic music for a Monday. Very intense. Don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> I know. It's the Adam Gold Show. I am him. That is Victoria. We both watched... Rihanna last night. We did. I'm going to be very confident about that. Rihanna plus one, it looked like. Yeah, but like the... (laughs) Was anybody surprised that they announced (laughs) later on that she's carrying another child? I mean, come on. What did we think? Yeah. Like, is everybody going home? Oh, she's... uh, Wow, she's at it again. Like... No, I think people thought well, she gained a little weight. I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> no. Isn't it pretty obvious here? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she was pregnant. Yes, a, y- yes. That's not a burrito yes. bump. My gosh, food baby. It was. Um, I thought it was a good, uh, good halftime show. Yeah, I mean, I know that some people were a little disappointed. There Just Rihanna. But see, that's the thing is, I love, I love her music. So it was entertaining for me because I thought it was fun, and she killed it. But yeah, some people were like, uh, there wasn't a lot going on, which It was just her? Yep. Look. That was her and Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> the the worst the worst thing that happened to Rihanna's halftime was last year's halftime. Yeah. Which is the quickest thirteen and a half minutes you've ever seen. Yep. Because it was what were it, like six different acts? Yeah, there were a bunch. Right? Mm-hmm. And last year's halftime was second to me, only to Prince. Why are we starting with this? I don't know. But I thought Rihanna was good. The music was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's Rihanna. It's and good. What are we, uh, wh- who's complaining? Yeah, oh, Twitter. That's, well, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's always complaining about something, and that will come up today. Look, here, we're going to do something we, we don't normally do on the program today. The first hour, and frankly, most of the show is about what you guys want to talk about, whether it's the Super Bowl uh, itself, the games, or, oh my gosh, the tragedy of officiating is so bad. They gave the game. No, 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 they didn't. They really didn't. I'm sorry if you feel that way. Oh, man. And this is why. And this is a topic that we will get into today. This is why we can't even have the media talking to, like, having officials having press conferences. The media is different today than it was 15 years ago. Yep. It just is. And not that I don't trust the media. I am trusting but there are still too many, we'll just say, too many fans in the media to allow that to be open conversation. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, you know, how best to get the information out, whether it's a pool reporter or what. We'll talk about that throughout the show. But the truth of the matter is that we don't need the officials in a post-game press conference, we don't. Uh, there is an example of a league handling it properly, uh, and we'll get to that as well. we got a lot of things to do. Uh, let me give out the phone numbers first, but we, we are going to go out of the gate. That that part of the show will stay normal. Will Brinson will join us in the, our second hour 
today. 919-860-5326. There's a poll question up. We will use that as the basis for many of these conversations. But let's go. And because I know you must, there are three significant stories that have to do with officiating. And all three are worth bringing to you, but it will not be the thrust of our chat today, but it will be part of it. Is that fair? Show of hands? I think so. Good. All right. 919-860-5326. The entire first hour is here if you want to talk about the Super Bowl. The entire first hour. Patrick Mahomes is from another galaxy. We have to agree on that. We, that has to be the basis for this discussion, that Patrick Mahomes is just different. Second Super Bowl MVP pairs beautifully with his second MVP award. First regular season MVP who played in a Super Bowl in the last nine to win the Super Bowl. Like the last nine Super Bowl uh, regular season MVPs that went on to this to play in the Super Bowl all lost. Two of them Tom Brady, two of them Peyton Manning. Wow. Yes, Patrick Mahomes snaps the 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 skid, if you will. Impressive category at nine. And man, he was great. Yeah, he was absolutely awesome. Chiefs win at thirty eight thirty five. Second half for Patrick Mahomes. These are going to sound like modest numbers. He threw for 93 yards and two touchdowns in the second half. What? That's it? He had under 200 yards passing the entire game. Yeah. Wait, how does a quarterback throw for less than 200 yards and still win the MVP? Do you know how many incomplete passes he th- uh, that he threw in the second half? How many? One. Wow. That was a throwaway. Yeah. So when he was trying to throw to a re- receiver, he was 13 for 13. Impressive. Still not a lot of throws, right? No. It was a low-possession Super Bowl. It was. Right? It was a low-possession Super Bowl. The Eagles had the ball three times in the second half. I mean, we're not counting the last possession, right? Exactly. We're not 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 counting that that one. one. Mm -mm. Had the ball three times in the second half. That's crazy. And they did dominate the first half to an extent. Of course, it was only a 10-point cushion in the second half. Yes, there was the fumble. I get it. Uh, but Mahomes in the second half threw for 93 yards and two touchdowns. The eye-opener for me was, of course, he did not throw an incomplete pass on purpose. <laughs> or, uh, you know, in trying to hit a receiver. Yeah. Yet he threw one ball away. Uh, here is Andy Reid. Oh, by the way, yeah, he did it uh, in spite of having a high ankle sprain, which he clearly aggravated oh, yeah, in, the, in the second quarter. Here's Andy Reid on his quarterback. He grew He grew up in a locker room. He's seen the greats, and he strives to be the greatest. I mean, without saying anything, that's the way he works. I mean, he wants to be the greatest player ever. That's, that's what he wants to do, and that's the way he goes about his business, and he does it humbly, you know? I mean, there's no bragging. Uh, he could stand up here and give you... These stats that are incredible that he's had, but he never—he's never going to do that. That's just not him, and so uh, we appreciate—we appreciate that. And then when it's time for the guys around to raise their game, he helps them with that. Yeah, that's what great 
players do. They make others around them better. Yeah, great leaders. Right. Uh, he, he does appear to have that as well. I'll just use a LeBron James. I don't have a stat here except that I know this to be factual in that in LeBron James' career, there's only one player that did not improve their shooting percentage over their career numbers when the pass comes from LeBron. What? Wow. So I'm like I'm I'm very serious here that like shooting percentage, three point shooting percentage, two point shooting percentage, when the pass comes from LeBron, those players all shoot better than when it came from anybody else. The only player that it went the other way was Jay Crowder. And I don't know why that is. It just went the other way. I don't think LeBron and Jay ever really meshed uh, as people, regardless, rather, you know, as as opposed to even basketball players, teammates. But, like, Kyrie, better shooter on a pass from LeBron. Kevin Love, a better shooter on a pass from LeBron. All these guys, better shooters when LeBron makes the pass. I don't know if it's the pressure he puts on you or the pass is just always where it's supposed to be. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Mahomes makes players better. And yes, he is a, a hard worker. At halftime, the Eagles were 10 points ahead. What did Andy Reid say to his team at the half? You got two of the best teams in football playing, so... Um, that, that's not a lot of points and uh, you just have to, you got to hang with each other and, and good things will happen. And that's kind of, that was all I had to, to say. They, they're, listen, these guys are all in. They, they do a heck of a job. We have some great leaders on this football team. Yeah, there really wasn't much. It was a, it was a two possession game, but the chiefs got the ball to start the second half. And if they scored a touchdown, well, you knew, we all knew coming out of the locker room, the Kansas city chiefs must score a touchdown on their first drive. Otherwise, that game could have ended. Yeah, washout. Yep. I mean, the Eagles were that good offensively throughout the game. It could have ended. But they did what they had to do. They scored the touchdown. And then they held the Eagles to a field goal. And then they scored another touchdown. Yep. And then they forced a punt. We're going to talk about that punt. They were only on, the Eagles were only on their own thirty-three yard line or something like that. But I can't be the only one that thought. I know this would be a little risky, Nick Sirianni, but in staying with your brand, mm-hmm. going for it would not be terrible. Because what's the worst case scenario if you go for it and you don't get it? You give the Chiefs a short field and they score a touchdown. Guess what? They're probably going to score a touchdown. Anyway. Yep. And they were doing so well on fourth down, too. Exactly. So, you know, it's funny. They made a big deal. And Greg Olson, I thought, was excellent during the game. Excellent during the game. They made a big deal of the fact that Andy Reid blinked in the first half. 
kicked a field goal. Mm-hmm. Tried a 42-yard field goal that Harrison Butker missed. Doinked. Right? But he said at the same time, Sirianni kept going for it on fourth down, and it cashed in. And then in the second half, who blinked first? Yep. Nick exactly. Sirianni blinked first. So the worst-case scenario for Philadelphia in that situation is you give the Chiefs a short field, they score a touchdown, and go up eight. Okay, so what? Yeah, and? They went, up eight, they went up eight anyway. I know. Not like they couldn't score again. And then you went down the field, scored the touchdown, and got the two-point conversion. We're tied. Mm-hmm. That was the mistake. Or a mistake might not be the right word, but that was the decision. They, they came to a fork in the road. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't take it. That's yeah. the Yogi Berraism right there. <laughs> um, by the way, the two touchdowns that the Chiefs scored on back-to-back drives, right, mm-hmm. were basically the identical play using different players on the opposite sides of the field. Yeah. You have a, a guy coming in motion wide, inside, plants his foot, turns right back out, and nobody went with him. I was wide open receivers shocked. twice. I was so surprised at how wide open they left Kelsey a couple times, too, because right. Mahomes was able to throw bombs to him right in the middle of the field, setting them right up. Anyway, this is uh, Patrick Mahomes on Andy Reid being one of the GOATs. I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think everybody knew that, um, but these last two Super Bowls kind of cemented that. Um, and to have someone that um, is, is such a great person who, who gets the best out of uh, the players and uh, to become men and players, um, you wanted to do that. You wanted to win those Super Bowls for them, and it was, uh, it's, it's great that we did that. And uh, like, like he said, man, we're not done. I'm going to have him around here for a little bit longer at least. Andy Reid said, I don't, didn't even know it was an issue, that he is coming back for next year. Okay. Oh. I, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm Andy Reid, as long as Patrick Mahomes is around mm-hmm. and I have good health, I'm going to be the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs because it's fun. Ride that wave. I mean, it just, it has to be an absolute joy to know that you have a quarterback who not only can stay within the confines of what you want to do, but can paint outside the numbers right. and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. And, like, you just let it happen. Why yeah. not? Why wouldn't you do that? And they all get along, too. That's the other it, thing. It, you does know, it doesn't look like they irk each other. My gosh. it sort of like when Magic Johnson was doing his thing with the Lakers. Like, yeah, you were a great head coach, Pat Riley, but you have Magic. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier for you. Just design what you need to design and then let the uh, let the talent take care of itself. The real upset for many was that the Chiefs ran the ball as effectively as they did. Remember, we talked about it going in. Team that ran the ball better was probably going to be the winner. Yeah. Didn't have to be the most yards, but the team that ran the ball effectively when they had to was going to be would have the advantage. As it turned out, it wasn't the Eagles. No. It was the Chiefs. They ran the ball. They had over, I think, 119 yards rushing in the second half. Wow. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had 76 yards on the ground at a touchdown. Uh, how about Patrick Mahomes running? He had, it wasn't just, you know, one big run at the end, which got him inside the 20. Uh, but there was another run towards the right side where he stayed in bounds and just kind of picked his way forward and got inside the 10. Like, that's a tough dude. Yeah. Running with a high ankle sprain. Uh, just incredible stuff. And 
the underrated part of the game. This is all the uh, the listener poll that we're going to get to. Chiefs defense. They held Philly's running game. Jalen Hurts, take him out of the equation. I know he's part of the running game. Take Jalen Hurts out of the equation. Gainwell, Sanders, Scott combined 45 yards on 17 carries. Yeah. That is less than three yards a carry from a rushing attack that dominated this year. I think they were fifth in the NFL in rushing offense. Hertz had 70 yards and three touchdowns plus the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Like Jalen Hurts got his. Yes. I thought he was awesome in the game. But Travis Kelsey understands that the real reason the Eagles, or that rather the Chiefs, won this game was because the defense played well. That's, that's what really kept us in this game and propelled us and, and gave us a chance as an offense to be able to go out there in the second half and perform. Uh, our defense, Coach Spags and Frank Clark, Chris Jones, uh, Bolton, you, you name it, man. The guys played their tail off, that rookie secondary, all the young guys that we had stepped up big uh, when we needed it most and uh, strained to finish when we needed it most. And that's what, that's what you saw out there was uh, a lot of guys playing for each other. All right, the I don't have access to yards after contact stats. I, I mean, I'm sure I could get them, but I don't have them. My perception is the first half, the Eagles got a ton of yards after first contact. There were a lot of missed tackles. Yes. Second half, almost none. No. That was to me. That was the difference in the game. Yeah. In the first half, the Eagles got a bunch of yards after contact, picked up first downs after contact. Not in the second half. They were doing so good, just doing their own job. They wanted to score. The fact right. that they that Nick Bolton almost had two touchdowns in the game. We knew that. I'm trying to think was that was it Sanders who caught the ball and then fumbled. Mm-hmm. It was either Sanders or Gainwell. We knew that that play was coming back. Yeah. Right, because you could tell there was not the the football move. Uh the catch, two feet on the ground, but then before he can make the he could make the stride, that ball had come out. So it was going to be an incomplete pass. But imagine Yeah. Imagine that. But uh there was the look, there was the one mistake. I know it's gonna sound weird, and I said this during the game and you know, Twitter did Twitter things. Mm-hmm. I thought Jalen Hurts was the pl- best player in the game. I did. I still do. Jalen Hurts had four, about 375 yards of total offense, three touchdowns, mm-hmm. four if you count the fumble he just threw on the ground. Yeah. What was that? I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, but three touchdowns plus the two-point conversion. He looked really good. The the Hail Mary or whatever they tried to throw at the end, that yeah. was no good. You could tell at that point, oh, okay, the shoulder's not <laughs> the yeah, shoulder's not good yeah. because that was a yeah. terrible throw. I sit up. But it was it was too far back to do anything. I didn't understand that. They had six seconds. They could have thrown it uh, like a 15-yard out or something. Yeah. And if it wasn't Hurts, you could have brought in another. You could have brought in Gardner Minshew sure. to chuck it into the end zone. They handled that very poorly. Uh, but Hurts was awesome, awesome in the game. Here is Nick Sirianni on the loss. 
it's all, it always hurts, right? Anytime you don't come out on top, um, regardless of what you're competing at, it it, it, it burns you, and it, and it gets a, a lot of credit to them, all the credit to them. They played a great game. Uh, it's a really good football, really good football team, well-coached football team, um, you know, but it hurts. Uh, and like, like I said, we'll use this pain, we'll use this failure for motivation for us uh, moving forward. All right, now let's hear him, uh, Coach Sirianni, on his quarterback. Yeah, to me, to me, Jalen uh, played uh, the best game I've seen him play in, uh, in the two years we've been together. Um, he was outstanding. Uh, I, th- I really thought, th- I really thought he was in complete control. He did things with his legs in the run game. He did things with his with his arm in the pass game. Made some unbelievable throws, unbelievable reads. Um, I-, I thought he played outstanding. And you know, and that, and really, you looked at you look at the game and. That was good for the NFL in the sense that the the two best quarterbacks in the NFL played against each other on the biggest stage and the biggest lights and and um, you know J- Jalen played played Jalen played great. Jalen did play great. Uh, pumped the brakes on the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, but that's fine. Uh, Hertz has put himself in a conversation uh, for you know that tier that is below. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody can be the best or you know one of the two or three best. I still think it's Mahomes. Burrow and uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts ain't far behind. Jalen Hurts is a dynamite player. He's a great football player. Uh, There were some throws where he was rolling to his left and threw back across his body that had some zip and accuracy on them. Those are hard throws with a completely healthy shoulder, and he made them without a completely healthy shoulder. But now we get to the point. I refuse to talk about this first because it was not (laughs) the most important part of the game. Because people are still whining about referees and deciding the game. So we can't ignore Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and their orchestration of Pat Mahomes' classical brilliance and a defense that tackled better. We can't do that. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com nope it's the refs defensive holding on third and what was it eight at like the 15 yard line i get it you don't like the call why don't we hear from the man who was flagged for the call james bradbury former panther on the play I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. Big game. Um, it was it was a hold, so they called it. It was a hold! He even said it himself. So all of you people, you can't... You, you, blah, blah, blah. No! It was a hold. Yeah. So we can stop complaining that the officials cost the Eagles the game. We just stop it right there. I know. Was it an was it an egregious hold? No. But if you watch the play, the, the, it was there were actually two episodes of holding. Mm-hmm. The second one was really nothing. They would have never called that. But the first one, yeah. he held him right off the line. So if you think that that doesn't impact, 
the fact that he can't catch the ball. Wrong. You're crazy. Yeah. He held him right on the line of scrimmage and then tried, was more attempted holding the second one, uh, but he tried it again. I'm assuming they threw the flag of the first one because the first one was the bad one. Yeah. Second one, there really wasn't a, wasn't a, a ton there, and I do think they would have allowed that. But the first one, to me, was the call. And we're sitting here complaining about officials costing the Eagles the game. By the way, I thought it was a, I mean, a well-officiated game. Yeah. There were very few penalties called. That doesn't mean that there were very few penalties committed, but it, it appeared that either these two teams were super disciplined or the officials just decided if no real advantage is gained, I ain't going to call it. Yeah. Which is the way actually all games should be officiated. We call way too many fouls that don't need to be called in basketball. We call way too many penalties that don't stuff away from the play. We should just say, get out of here. I mean, we watch NFL football all year long. I mean, would you say a hundred times there's a block in the back that has nothing to do with the play on a kickoff or a punt return, and they call it anyway because, well, I saw it. Yeah, Yeah, I guess you saw it. But if it has nothing to do with the play, we should ignore it. I was kind of surprised we didn't have a block in the back on the Kadarius Tony punt return. Yeah, I know. That was a close one. I could see them. Right? Because of the the change of direction, Mm -hmm. Tony goes all the way to the left and then cuts back to the right. I mean, just physics. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have one. Yeah. No flag. No. Amazing. The lamest reason, the absolute lamest reason you can't make that call in that situation. It's the only, I think, the only mistake Greg Olson made during the game last night. Yeah. Because if it's a foul or a penalty, it should be called. Yeah. I mean, I don't, why does it matter? People be complaining that it wasn't called. (laughs) Just because... Well, if that whole if that's in the first quarter, nobody talks about it. So what? Yeah. So what? It's it's just the lamest reason to not make a call. Yeah. Well, that time of the game, why? The let the players decide thing. If you allow a defensive player to commit a penalty, then you, as an official, have actually made the decision. To impact the game. Yeah. If you were, well, at this, at this time of the game, I don't know if I can call that. No. You just, that's just as egregious, if you will, as calling the foul. Yeah, you're or making calling a the decision penalty. by not right. making a decision. It, I've, I've never understood why one way is logical and the other way is not accepted as the same logic. Never. It's like third period in hockey. Uh, they put the whistles away. It's a third period. Why is that good? Yeah. Why why do we suddenly allow uh, teams to just do whatever they want? Yeah. No, no. that's bad. That's You call the game. You call the game. Again, I would rather play, and this is more of a soccer term, but advantage, this, advantage, no advantage. If there's an advantage gain from something, then we should call it. Yeah. And if you looked at the James Bradbury hold, he clearly gained an advantage right at the line of scrimmage, and the official on the play called it. So... Good on him Mm -hmm. for calling it.